smiled before. And with every rising sun, I can't wait for what's in store. Life is different now. I love spending time with you. Got a heart that loves the light and a heart that loves the truth. You got me walking in new mercies every day. It's hard to comprehend. It blows me away. You're good to me, good to me. It's easy to see. You give to me, give to me all I need. Oh, and you bless me, Lord. I just can't I'm overwhelmed at times by the love that I am shown from this family of mine. I stand in awe, I can't quite take it in, but it's like a taste of heaven here, having faithful friends. All these treasures, Lord, I know where they come from, can't keep it to myself, I'm telling everyone. to me. I will praise him in the sanctuary. I lift his name. Praise the Lord. You're good to me, good to me. It's easy to see. You to me, to me all I need. Thank you. Sing this with me if you know it. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He's so this one. 
God answers prayer. God answers prayer. God answers prayer. He's so Let's just sit here for a moment. Father, we thank You for who You are, for what You can do, want to do, and have every power to do in our lives. We thank You, Lord. We thank You that You have given us everything we need for life and godliness. You have been good to us. You are so good. It's so one more time. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. God is so Bible tells us that God has given us. He loved us so much that He gave. He has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He promises to be our God. Think about that. God says, I will be your God and you will be my people. He has promised to be with us always. These are no frivolous promises. These are not promises that some, like sometimes you and I make that we break. These are promises from the Almighty God, the Creator of everything we know. He promises to be with us always. One of the names of His Son is Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible also tells us that God has a plan for our lives. He says, I know the plans that I've made for you. God has a plan with your name on it. Think about that for a moment. Of all the billions of people in the world, God has a plan with your name on it. God wants to use all of us to help Him accomplish His will, His way, His plan on this earth. God is ready. He is willing and more than able to come alongside of us and help us to rock our world for Christ. He's ready. He is waiting. He has everything that's necessary for you and me to rock our world. Now all that's left is you and me. What are you going to do about it? 
What am I going to do about it? Here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Can you say that with me? Here I am, Lord. Use me. God used people just like us in the first century. People that had flesh and blood and bones and likes and dislikes. And they cried, they laughed. They were people just like us. And God used them to rock their world. He wants to do it again in the 21st century. And He wants to use you and me to make a difference right where we live. Are you willing? You see, God's plan A is to change the world with you. Starting with you and letting it go out to the people around you that you rub shoulders with every day. God is ready to change the world with you and me. I recently read this. It's strange how life gets summed up with two dates and a dash in between. We have a birthday, we have a death day, and we have little control over either. But we can choose whether the dash in between will mean everything or nothing. Two dates and a dash. God is ready. He has everything you and I will need to make an incredible difference in this world, the world you live in. God's plan A is to use you to make a difference in the world in Christ. How do you plan to fill in that dash in between from this day forward? You have a choice, you know. I have a choice on how that looks in my world. Our lives can have real, lasting, eternal meaning starting right now. Somebody say amen. Our lives can have eternal meaning or they can basically end up meaning nothing. Two dates and a dash. This past week I've been reading and praying and thinking and all that other stuff. And as I looked around the church these days, there are too many of us, it seems to me, chasing what we think will be fulfillment in life. Chasing the things, the issues, the situations that we think will make our lives fulfilled. Fulfillment strategies, if you will, that we have conjured up ourselves, humanly. Or worse yet, fulfillment strategies that we have stolen from Satan's secular playbook or his worldly playbook. God has a plan for your lives, brothers and sisters. God has a plan with your name on it. Did you know that? He has an individual plan for you. No matter where you are in your spiritual life or whether you have not accepted Christ at all, He has a plan waiting for you. Interwoven throughout God's plan, that one you know with your name on it, is abundant life. Life more abundant. A fulfilling life that you can't even imagine today. It comes from God, directly from the God of all creation. And it happens when we play by His rules. Oh, rules. Yuck. Let me change that. How can I say it another way? Abundant life comes when you and I choose to jump into the deep end of the pool. 
God's plan will empower you and me by His grace to rock your your world just like they did in the first century. Now that's what I call filling in the dash in between. I've been thinking about this stuff this past week. And this crossed my mind. It seems to me, as I reevaluated things in my life, that I have spent far too much of my life in the shallow end of the pool. How about you? I mean, I know about the deep end, the deeper life. I've read about it. I've heard tell about it, even preached about it. I even see results in the lives of a few people that come along from time to time who actually live in the deep end of God's pool and demonstrate a life of spiritual intimacy with the Father that I long for. How about you? Have you ever met anybody? Have you ever been around somebody that is just flat in love with God? Have you ever met anybody... Every cell in their body is directed toward God. And then when you leave that person, when you spend some time and leave that person, you just feel like you're better. And you leave saying, man, I wish, wish I could be like that. The good news is we can if we choose to live in the deep end of the pool, just like them. Yet with all that in mind, After considering all of that, I still spend, seems to me, way too much time in the shallow end of the pool. How about you? Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm in. I'm wet. I have all the labels. I carry all the labels with me. Christian, follower of God, pastor, I carry all the labels. No one would ever doubt that I am in. But sometimes, you know, I step back from my life. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I step back from my life and I ask myself this question. Is this all there is? I mean, we come and we hear about this God. God, this awesome God. My God is an awesome God. We hear about this God that can do more than we can ask or imagine. We hear about this God whose grace is sufficient for me. We hear about this God that will never leave us or forsake us. We hear about this God. We turn to the last chapter. We read, He wins. And then we, we step back and we say, But is, is this all there is? Have you ever asked yourself that question? As you try to figure out what this following Christ is all about, is this all there is? And when I ask that question, it never fails. This voice from God, this voice from heaven, God's voice says, well, Chuck, you do know that there is a deep end of the pool. Every pool I've ever been in has a deep end. And I remember when I was a little guy learning to swim. I was in the shallow end learning to swim, you know, spitting and sputtering, all that. Well, after my lesson, it was time to go in and take a little shower and get dressed up. Well, I walked around the pool. I remember this. And I stood and looked 
in the deep end. And it scared me. I mean, it was deep. There were people splashing around in the deep and going down deep. Some guy was throwing this, this heavy object in the deep end of the pool, jumping in and picking it up from the bottom and kept doing it. I go, wow, how can they do that? How can they live in the deep end of the pool? And then sometimes we do that as Christians. I mean, we're satisfied with the shallow end of the pool. Brothers and sisters, my point this morning is it's past time for that to happen in our lives. It's time for us to get serious about this relationship with God. That's what God has said to me this week. Chuck, yeah, you, you, you get it. You, you understand these things. But there is more that I have for you. Live in the deep end of the pool. God has given us everything we need for abundant life and godliness. I guess one of the questions this morning for us is this. Are we ready to scrap our shallow end strategies and go full bore with God? Are we ready to scrap it all and say, okay, God, now I belong to you 100%. I want to rock my world. How about you? One writer who decided after years of shallow living that he would jump into the deep end of the pool. This is what he said. I began to see that life with God brings a greater thrill, deeper relationships, and a more heightened experience of life than my shallow strategies of instant gratification ever could. When I got into the deep end of the pool, and when I became what God has intended all of us to become, then it hit me. This life is more thrilling than I could have ever imagined. It is more real than I could have ever known. This is what I was created to be. What this guy that I read about this week, what he realized was this. God has a cool plan for me. And I'm going to plug into it. A plan that would empower him to rock his world. Young man I read about this week, he, 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 he found this out in college. Later in college, he got into the deep end of the pool. He said, God, I want to rock my world. He went to Austin, Texas to plant a church, Gateway Church it's called. Right now it's one of the larger churches in America because this ordinary guy who was living in the shallow end of the pool decided that I've had enough of that. I'm going to jump in with both feet and I'm going to go as far as I can with God and let him take me as far as he will and I'm all his. And right now, this young man, 20 years later, is rocking his world. And he's just like you, just like me. See, in other words, he learned that in order to benefit from God's plan, in order to really get it, he had to shelve his plans and take on God's strategies 100%. To make a clear-cut decision to become a true Christ followers. And brothers and sisters, that still rocks our world today. Here's the sad part. Polster George Barna said this, of more than 70 moral behaviors we study, when we compare Christians to non-Christians, we rarely find substantial differences. When we compare Christians to non-Christians, Barna says, we rarely 
find substantial differences. You see, folks, when, when we come to Christ, when we are in Christ, we are new creations. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. They're different. In the first century, one of the things you can't miss is those spirit-filled followers of Christ. The people around them that knew them before said, what happened to you? What's different about you? And those, those God-placed differences drew those folks to Christ. And their world was rocked. What are your strategies for life? What's most important to you? I thought about this this week. What, what is most important to me? Let's try something. Humor me here this morning. Try this with me. Answer this question in your mind. If only blank, listen now, if only blank, then I will have the life I always wanted. Answer that for me. If only blank, then I would have the life that I've always longed for. What comes to mind? Perhaps for a few, you say, well, if I could just find the one. <laughs> if I could just find the Mr. Right or the Miss Right, if I could find the one, then I would have a family. I'd had 2.3 kids. I would have all kinds of, it would be wonderful life. The problem with that is if that's your number one fulfillment strategy, it has been found woefully lacking in many people's lives that put that first. Perhaps you say, I want financial freedom. If I could reach my career goals and my lifestyle goals, if I could just get there, I would have, I would have freedom. I would have fulfillment in life. Yet people have found out that they can have all the money in the world, all the toys you could want, all the things that this world has to offer, and it still comes up empty if that's your number one fulfillment strategy. C.S. Lewis said this, The problem is usually not that we want too much. It's that we settle for too little. Brothers and sisters, God's deep desire is to meet your deep desires. He created you with those desires. And God wants to meet those desires. And He knows better than anyone else, including you, how to get that done. And Satan comes up and whispers in our ears and says, You know what? God is boring. He is far too restrictive when the truth is, reality is, God is thrilling. He is liberating and He's way cool. How do you know that, Pastor Chuck? How are you so sure about that? Well, I recently stayed in the Holiday Inn Express and I just know. I just know. What would happen around here if all of us locked arms, and together jumped into the deep end of the pool, what would happen? What would happen if we would live our lives according to God's world-rocking plan with our name on it? It's a whole new way of thinking, that's what it is. In the first service, my daughter Christy was sitting back here. And uh, I, I say this with a heavy heart, because right after the service today, I take her to the airport, and she flies off to England for a year to get a master's degree. 
Whose idea was that? No idea. I've been trying to convince her, stay home with Dad. You know, I just, I like to have you around. And she says, nah, Dad, I'm going to England. Do you know what I said in the first service? I said to her from here, I said, Christy, don't go to England just to get a master's degree. Go over there and rock your world. And in the meantime, get a master's degree. And then I said to John Hamilton, sitting back there, that guy, he was sitting back there. I said, John, what's the deal with you going to Lansing and getting a law degree? What's up with that? I said, don't go to Lansing and get a law degree. Go there, rock your world. And in the meantime, secondly, get a law degree. How about you, Andrew? Don't just go to high school this year. You know, you buy the books, you buy the paper, you have the pens, backpack and all this. Don't just go to high school. I mean, in preparing for school, why don't you ask God, how can I rock my high school this year, Lord? Have you ever asked God that? Have you ever asked Him to use you to make a difference where you go to school and then in the meantime finish high school? You see, it's a whole new way of thinking. It's turning our whole lives around and saying, God, you're first. Now, how do you want me to live for you and rock my world right where you've placed me? In the meantime, God, while I'm doing that, I'm going to do the best job I can for this employer or the best job I can in school. But first of all, Lord, show me how I can rock my world. First century followers of Christ rocked their world. And God wants 21st century followers of Christ to do it too. Well, Pastor Chuck, you're going to read any scripture today? How about Second or First Corinthians? I mean, First Thessalonians chapter five. Turns me to First Thessalonians chapter five. Follow along as I read these three simple verses. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses. 16, 17, and 18. Listen to this. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. This is God's will. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What's God's will? Well, among other things, it is to pray continually. Pray without ceasing. How about Acts chapter 2, verse 42? We talked about that recently, and it just simply says this, this Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Be devote, or they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship and the breaking of bread, and to prayer. How about Colossians chapter 4, verse 2? Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thank you. Now, what's all this prayer talk again, Pastor Chuck? Well, simply this. You can't miss this. The direct connection with people rocking their world through the centuries and being consistently connected to God. You can't miss that. And there's too many of us today in the church that live in the shallow end of the pool, mostly unconnected to God. So if we're going to rock our world, which I long to do, it starts with praying continually. Praying without ceasing. Staying connected to God 24-7, if you will. What I want you to do with me, I don't know if you remember back in February, I said we're going to do this, this experiment in September and October. Well, in case you haven't noticed, that's right around the corner. And I, this is what I'd like you to do with me. 
It's an experiment. It's called a 60-60 experiment. Here's how it works. Starting September 7th, that's a Monday, for 60 days, we will all try to stay in continuous, honest conversation with God, willing to do His will at any moment. At the top of each hour, at the top of every hour for 60 days, pause and turn our thoughts toward God. We will acknowledge Him simply. We will stop and remember that God has promised to be with us and is there with us right then. We will ask Him to show us what the next moment, what He wants us to do in the next moment. We will tell Him that we love Him. We will tell Him how long, how we long to know Him better. And we will pause and pray for the specific situation we find ourselves in at that moment. For 60 days, each 60 minutes, on purpose, acknowledge God. Consistent conversation with God. Set your watch. Set your cell phone. We will even have for you to purchase this little cheap timer that you can carry with you and it'll buzz or ring each hour. Boy, won't that be obnoxious. Use post-it notes all over yourself. Tie a ribbon around your finger for 60 days. Even while I'm sleeping, Pastor Chuck, well, you can, I'm not. But what I do, what happens to me is the older I get, the more I wake up during the night. Can't explain that, but anyway, it happens. And I don't always think of God when I wake up for those few minutes. But I'm going to try through these 60 days to when I wake up to acknowledge God just for those few minutes. 60 days at the top of every hour on purpose acknowledging God. The 60-60 experiment starting September 7th. You'll hear more about it in the days to come. My prayer is that a whole bunch of us will give it a shot. Why aren't more people living in the deep end of the pool? Why do you think that's true? Because it doesn't come naturally. In order to get closer to God, we do what we call spiritual disciplines. It's something that we we work at, that by God's grace it happens, but we put some effort into it. We get up, we read the Bible, we pray, we we ask God to to speak into our lives. It's a little things that little things along the way that we do spiritual disciplines. Sometimes I step back and I look and I say, "Is this all there is? Splashing around the shallow end of the pool?" Well, let's find out together as we seek Him with all of our hearts. Father, we are a people that desperately need You. We are a people who have what the world needs in order to be faithful to You. Help us, Lord, to lift You up in our communities. Help us, Father, to embrace You like never before. Jump in the deep end of the pool. However you want to say it, I ask, Lord, that You would use us far more than we could ever ask or imagine. Here I am, Lord. Use me. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together. Let's sing together.
The Bible says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Father, as we leave this place, help us to leave with you. Go with us, Lord. Mold us into the likeness of your Son. Change us, Lord. Create in me a new heart, O Lord. Help us, Father, to carry on a consistent conversation with you all day long. Lord, we love you. Change our hearts. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. And all the people said, Amen. God bless you.